a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. As belligerent autocrats like Putin clamor for European dominance, the U.S. Senate is voting in overwhelming bipartisan fashion to approve Finland and Sweden's accession to the NATO alliance. That was Senate leader uh, Chuck Schumer. And the Senate did vote overwhelmingly, 95 to 1, to add Sweden and Finland to NATO. But is the road paved with good intentions actually the road to Congress losing its ability to declare war? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, the vote last night was 95 to 1 in favor of Sweden and Finland being added to NATO. And again, that's an important uh, thing to note that it is a treaty. And so it does have to be approved by the United States Senate. And they did that overwhelmingly, 95 to 1. And it's important. There was a, a little subplot there that I think most people missed last night as the votes were being taken. And that was there was actually an amendment proposed by Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky. And before the treaty, uh, before that vote to add Finland and Sweden to NATO, the senator proposed an amendment, uh, which was voted down, just to be clear, uh, but it was an important amendment that would require congressional approval before the U.S. goes to war. It was a reaffirmation of what is in the Constitution. Uh, Here's how uh, Senator Paul framed that. My reservation merely reasserts that Article 5 of the NATO Treaty does not supersede Congress's constitutional responsibility to declare war before the U.S. commits troops to war. The founders designed the separation of war powers to ensure that the decision to engage in hostilities would be made only after serious deliberation, according to our Constitution. The United States would resort to war only after the collective wisdom of the people's elected representatives determined war is in the best interest. So the the issue at play there is in within NATO, there is this Article 5 provision that you've probably heard a lot about, especially in recent months as it relates to Ukraine. Again, them wanting to be a NATO member. Uh, but the Article 5 is that an attack on one is an attack on all. Uh, And so then there, of course, is a series of responses that comes from that. So Sweden and Finland, uh, now once the rest of the NATO nations uh, vote similarly to approve their their ability to be in NATO, uh, then if 
for example, Russia attacked Sweden. It would be an attack on one, attack on all. And I think uh, Senator Paul, while his amendment uh, was voted down, uh, I think this is an important conversation, an important thing to keep in mind, that when it comes to war and the war powers, those are vested in the Congress, uh, and that it is Congress's responsibility to declare war. It's not the president's job, and it's not an international governing body's uh, job to declare war for the United States. And so I think this was a really important kind of sub-message, really under-the-radar one, uh, one of those think-again moments for me to say, you know what, I I think that's all still intact, uh, and this is a good chance to remind us why that's so important. Senator Paul said that the founders knew that giving Congress the power to declare war, not the president, not the Supreme Court, was actually the best way to do it. At the Pennsylvania Ratifying Convention, James Wilson stated that the proposed Constitution would not allow one man or even one body of men to declare war. In Federalist Number 69, Alexander Hamilton explained that the president would be restricted to conducting the armies and navies which Congress alone would raise and fund. The father of our Constitution, James Madison, argued, in no part of the Constitution is more wisdom to be found than in the clause which confides the question of war or peace to the legislature. I think that's a very important reminder uh, in the midst of all of the things that the United States is involved in around the world, including Ukraine, that if there is going to be war, uh, if we are going to send troops and so on, that that is the, the job of Congress, not the president, not the Supreme Court, not an international body that has to be done by Congress. Senator Paul went on to say that Congress owes it to their constituents, to the military, to their families, to maintain and not abdicate that power. Some have argued that a vote for my amendment is to go wobbly on NATO's Article 5 commitment. I would argue that gold star parents and our men and women in the field don't want Congress to go wobbly on the Constitution. There is no more serious question that we are entrusted to answer than whether to commit the women, the men and women of the armed services to war. We cannot delegate that responsibility to the president, to the courts, to an international body, or to our allies. This is our constitutional responsibility, one that we have freely taken and one that our constituents expect us to uphold. And then finally, Senator Paul said that our our NATO allies, they do depend on us. And so they should, because they depend on us for so much of the funding, uh, so much of the actual uh, blood and treasure uh, in many of these kinds of conflicts and war, uh, that they need to respect our constitutional process as a result. Some will argue, while the substance of my reservation is unobjectionable, the process of adopting the reservation threatens the expansion of NATO. Nothing could be further from the truth. It is true that reservations must be accepted by the other parties. But the other parties are NATO allies. The other parties are NATO allies who are all dependent on us to come to their rescue. You think they're going to lecture us on obeying our own constitution? We should expect those allies to respect Article 11 of the NATO Treaty, which states that the provisions of the treaty are to be carried out in accordance with each country's respective constitutional process. 
So I think it's an, an important conversation to be had. And just if nothing else, is just a reminder. Uh, I think many of those who voted against Senator Paul's amendment uh, did so saying, no, this is already in place, that even from a NATO standpoint, that the Article 5 provision does not supersede a country's own uh, laws and constitution as it relates to declaring war. Uh, but I think it's an important conversation just as a reminder uh, in a very volatile world and a very vo- volatile part of the world. As you look at uh, Sweden and Finland and their location uh, close to Vladimir Putin and Russia and what is happening there. And I just think that the the senator was wise to do that because the one thing that we have seen over and over and over again of late is how Congress has perpetually been willing to abdicate and cede their power and authority. And often they do that to the executive branch, uh, to the detriment of all of us and for the politicization of the courts because Congress cedes power, the executive branch takes it, somebody files a lawsuit, it works its way through the courts, and that's where we've been stuck for a a couple of decades now. And especially when it comes to war, uh, that we need to make sure that Congress is in its proper place, uh, that we shouldn't allow a president of either political party, we should not allow the courts, and we should not allow an international body Uh, to preempt Congress's responsibility and duty to raise, fund uh, our military, and to declare war in those cases when necessary. And so I thought it was an interesting amendment. The fact that they gave Senator Paul that amendment uh, was interesting in and of itself. Uh, Obviously, it did not pass, and the resolution did pass, so that uh, Sweden and Finland uh, have the U.S. green light to become part of NATO Uh, But again, very important that we maintain that Congress is the one who declares war, not presidents, not courts, and not international bodies. Important to keep in mind, way beyond the headlines. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.